I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. All right, everybody, welcome into the Auburn Live Basketball Show. Appreciate everybody for joining us real quick. If you're not a member of AuburnLive.com, go subscribe. I think it's like 30 bucks gets you access till next football season, which is kind of ridiculous. So go take advantage of that um, and then pop over to the YouTube channel and uh, subscribe. Hit the notification uh, button. Make sure that you're uh, keeping up with everything we're putting out on YouTube and AuburnLive.com. All right, let's chat with some uh, let's talk some basketball. With us is assistant coach Stephen Pearl, um, ahead of Auburn and Alabama, big one this weekend, man. Stephen, first, how, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Um, you know, just uh, trying to find ways to get better, man. But we're we're good over here. How you doing? Good, hanging in there, man. Um, I was going to ask, like at this point in the season, you know, Bruce Bruce talked about the grind a couple of days ago. Um, I mean, and especially with the schedule that you have and how backloaded it is. I guess just kind of where where's the coaching staff at? Where's the team at in terms of just kind of your your mentality, your mental state in the middle of of a, a very tough grind right now? Yeah, I mean, regardless of you know what your record is or where you're at, like everyone right now is just you know just trying to find ways to you know just just get through it and and try and find ways to continue to get better, right? You, you know, we, you could be ten and zero in the SEC like we were last year. Or, or seven and four, like we are right now. And you still have the same mentality, man. It's, it, it's a grind and, you know, you got to find ways to continue to keep your guys locked in and, and find, you know, different goals to obtain throughout the year, whether it's winning an SEC championship or, you know, finishing top four in the league, you know, so you get the double buy, you know, just trying to find ways to keep your guys motivated and trying to find ways to, to improve. You know, I think, <clears throat> I think right now for this team, you know, the, the, the good news is you look at, you know, our last, let's call it what four games, you know, since the, what was that? The West Virginia game was how many games ago was that four? Yeah. So you look at our last yeah, four games, four. Look at the second half of West Virginia, you know, we're down 16 at halftime. We come back, play really well. The second half, um, you know, we uh, really have a chance to win that game on multiple occasions uh, in the second half. And, you know, Wendell has a, a layup that, that rims out. Jalen has a layup that rims out, you know, um, Stevenson makes some really tough shots. You know, that West Virginia team has won like, you know, I want to say like five out of seven or six out of eight. You know, they beat Iowa State last night. They beat the Oklahoma team that beat Vanderbilt by 30. They beat them by 30, you know. So West Virginia is a really good team. You know, they've played like the fourth hardest schedule in the country. You know, all their Big 12 games they've lost have all been by like single digits. So like they're a team that while their record shows they're four and seven in league play, they could be like eight and, you know, eight and three just as easily. Right. So lose to a good team. Probably when we felt like we should have won the game, Um, you know, then you come home and you play Georgia. We have our best offensive efficiency game in 20 something years at home. So we played great at home. So, you know, feel really good about that. Played great defensively in the first half. Second half, we let let our foot off the pedal. But. Uh, offensively we, we were really good and and played played really well 
go to Tennessee, who's the number two team in the country, you know, hold them to 46 points on their home floor where their average margin of victory at home in conference play has been like 20 points. Then you go out of conference, it probably is 30. So, um, you know, felt like we should have won that game too. You know, we only scored 43 points. Obviously, they're the number one defense in the country for a reason. But, you know, we had, you know, Chris Moore had a, a three rim out that was like practically halfway in. Jalen had one rim out. Wendell had one rim out. You know, we had a few bunnies that rimmed out, like, you know, just a couple that didn't go our way. Uh, we missed some really big free throws down the stretch that we normally make. And then obviously at the end of the game, you know, we had an opportunity to, to get to the foul line. It just didn't work out for us. So felt like we could have gotten that one and we didn't. And then we go to Texas A&M, who's probably playing as well as anyone in our league right now. Um, and I thought we played really well down there. And it took, you know, 25 additional free throws for them to, you know, to close us out. Um, we got to do a better job of guarding without fouling. We got to do a better job of, of taking it into contact and getting fouled ourselves because we shot 42 point baskets in that game. So you would think that we'd get to line more than 14 times being as it's not like we were just jacking up threes is what I'm saying. Like we were being aggressive, attacking the paint and we just didn't get to the foul line. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, while we're one and three in our last four, like I think we're playing well right now. I really do. Um, Fans may not want to hear that and they may not be excited about that, but yeah, I think we're playing pretty good basketball right now. Um, So that's something that we need to encourage our guys to keep pushing for. The bad news is I think the number one team in the country is coming to Auburn on Saturday. Um, Alabama is probably the best team in the country from top to bottom, you know, offensively and defensively. So, you know, just biggest thing is just got to continue to find ways to to not beat ourselves. Um, I think, you know, all those games, while we've had a few things stacked against us, we still controlled our own destiny in all those games. And, you know, whether it be a few defensive breakdowns, um, here and there or just making bad decisions um you know we as a team you know may have shot ourselves in the foot a few times so the biggest thing we got to do is we got to learn from those mistakes and find ways to execute down the stretch and close games out so we can get these you know these opportunities but like i said you know we have i think you know you you look at vandy last night vandy beats tennessee at home so that that game now is quad two right so we have oh is it four quad ones and two quad twos and a quad three left so tons of opportunities in the schedule um to obviously build the resume and continue to get better but you know uh, we got we got to start taking advantage of a few of them late in the games and and finish them out yeah and we'll see how the the some of these other opponents like northwestern and florida are are, are a couple teams you've beaten that are on the edge i mean northwestern's almost a quad one florida could could get there we'll see and so you even look back at um some of those wins even a couple of those losses memphis southern cal um those are those are right teetering on on quad one wins or right there at the high level quad two wins. Like, so you don't have, Auburn doesn't have a bad loss. Your one bad loss may be at Georgia, but then you avenge it. You win by 21. So um, Mm -hmm. one of the things I was impressed with was uh, against A&M was um, I thought, and I think it speaks to you talking about playing, playing good basketball and, and what Bruce talked about guys still being bought in. I mean, look, A&M's a team that's, that's now had your number a couple of times and the last two were big halftime deficits. Like AM, AM seemed to have a just a mental toughness in those two games. I, I was really impressed with how the team bounced back and I thought took the fight to Texas AM, a team that's physical and kind of thrives on that sort of uh, dog mentality. I was really impressed with how, how your team matched that and took the fight to them. I mean, you led for over 22 minutes of that basketball game. Um, and things didn't go your way in the end, but I thought that the mindset of the team and, and really go back to Tennessee too. That's two games where you're on the road in a tough environment 
and you're absolutely taking the fight to the team and being right there. So I, th- I think that does speak to guys still being bought in and being locked in. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that's you know really ever going to be an issue with this group because they obviously want to win games and they want to continue to make history and, and do things that we talk about. You know, A and M. You know, obviously the, the the loss at home to them was a bad loss. We just we played we didn't play well. They played great in the first half, and you know they, they are a tough team to play because you know they fly around. They you know fly around defensively. They make plays. They get to the foul line, um, and you know I, I thought our guys did a great job responding to that. You know, in the first half, obviously we get up by twelve points. Um, you know, with with how the game was going, that was a questionable te- questionable technical foul, in my opinion, considering that, you know, they were jabbering at our bench the entire time, too. And it was just a really it was a great it was it was a high level basketball game. And then the technical foul kind of you know changed momentum a little bit and they got back into it. But, you know, they get up one at halftime and our guys come out in the beginning of the second half and get back up nine. So, um, you know, then foul trouble kind of sinks in and then our guys aren't able to play as aggressively as they normally do, which is, you know, human nature. Um, and then they're able to get to the foul line and obviously convert. Um, and obviously it just kind of took its toll on us, and we weren't able to get stops late in that game. But, you know, our guys are bought in. You know, they, they want to continue to obviously, you know, win games, uh, see ourselves in the upper half of, you know, of the SEC, um, try and, you know, play for some NCAA tournament seating, play for SEC tournament seating. Still a lot to play for. You know, we just can't get discouraged by, you know, losing a couple close ones. Just got to learn from it, build on it, and try and take advantage of the next couple. Yeah, I was going to say kind of what's your message, I guess, to the team after you go through this tough stretch where you are playing good basketball and they are they are pretty resilient. I mean, I mean, seeing them, seeing them from time to time that, you know, young kids, they love playing basketball and and they seem to get over it pretty, pretty quickly. But what's your message to them going into Alabama? Because, you know, what an opportunity with maybe the best team in the country coming in here. Um, Game day going to be a sold out Neville Arena. Probably don't have to say much to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, kids, kids definitely have a short memory. Uh, we're, we're up here all miserable because we're, we're, we've lost a couple of games. The coaching staff is trying to figure out ways to get better. And they're down there like, you know, nothing's happening because which is a good thing and a bad thing. Obviously, they're they're upset. They want to win, too. But they're able to move on to the next game pretty quickly, which is obviously, I think, a good thing because um, it allows them not to harp on it. And they're allowed to just, you know, it's clean slate next game. Let's let, let's find a way to win this one. Um, so, you know, they're going to be excited about the game. It's Alabama. It's a rivalry. You know, we swept them last year, so we know that they're going to come in wanting some revenge. Um, you know, they're going to try and take it to us and our, our guys understand that, but our guys get excited about this game every single year because obviously it is a big rivalry, you know, and, uh, it, it means a little bit more to our fans, obviously game day being here for the third straight year, you know, the only other program in the country to do that is Duke. So Auburn and Duke are an elite company. Uh, so it shows you how far this program's come and, and where we're at, you know, nationally and, 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 you know, how important I think that, that, that is to our fans, um, which, which is awesome. And it's a tribute to them and, and the environment that we've created in Neville arena. So this one's not going to be very hard to get our, our guys excited about. They're going to be fired up. You know, they understand what's at stake here. They understand how important this game is one for, for us as, as a team, but two to our fan base. So it's going to be an incredible environment. You know, obviously a great cause with Outlive, uh, raising money for for cancer. Um, and, uh, you know, got to encourage everyone to, to get their shirts before the game. Um, but just all around, just an unbelievable atmosphere, environment, and cause for the weekend. Uh, so it should be a good one. What makes them – what makes Alabama so tough? There's probably a lot of things. Um, but what what are – what's maybe the, the one or top one or two things that when you're looking at this matchup uh, make them – I mean, look at the SEC, they're just – they're running rough shot over a lot of teams um, in, in the SEC. Big margins of victory. They've had some close games, obviously, and had that 
really odd loss at Oklahoma State where they got blown out. But uh, mm-hmm. more times than not, their their big margin of victories against teams in the league, um, which you don't always which you don't always see. What what is attributing to that? You know, I think I mean they're just really good offensively and defensively. Their numbers say that they're better defensively than they are offensively. So that right there is a huge reason as to why they've been so successful is because their defense has allowed them to get stops. They play at the number one pace in the country. So they're getting stops and, and block shots and and you know turning the ball, turn having teams turn the ball over and they're getting out in transition and making plays. You know, they obviously have some really dynamic players. Brandon Miller is like, you know, Jabari Smith for us last year. Just does a lot of different things. He can stretch the floor, shoot, shoot the crap out of the ball. And then they surround him by other guards that can shoot the three as well. Uh, on top of that, you know, they miss they they you know, they shoot a good percentage from three, but they do an unbelievable job of getting second chances off their long rebounds from their three balls. So they do a great job of getting offensive rebounds and getting second chance opportunities, which they're able to convert on at that point. So um, you know, just they have a really good team, you know, really, really really talented young freshman, you know, Clowney's a really good player. You know, Quinterly does a great job of setting their offense up. Um, Sears is a, is a, is a really good, you know, offensive player. Um, but you know, they, they do a little bit of everything. So I think, you know, Oklahoma, the biggest thing Oklahoma did was they, they kind of just punked them. And I think Alabama obviously got that message. And then they went into the Florida game last night with a chip on their shoulder and they were up 30 at halftime. So, um, you know, not a lot of weaknesses with, with that group. You know, they're, they're really good. We understand that they're really good. You know, we just got to do what we do defensively, guarding them, um, try and make them shoot contested jump shots and, and rebound the ball. And then obviously execute on, on the offensive end. Um, you know, playing it at home obviously is an advantage for us because, you know, having our home court, having our home you know, fans behind us is huge. But uh, understand that, you know, analytically, this is probably the best team in the country right now. And, uh, you know, we got to go into it with that mindset. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I mean, I think the styles of play, um, the intensity – I mean, Alabama hasn't won at a sold-out Neville since 2015. Um, they won in the COVID year, but obviously, yeah. you know, what makes Neville special is is the environment. And when you when you cut the crowd in half and take students away, it's it's just not the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to come in, you know, obviously, and you're 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 wanting that win. I think it's going to be everything sets up to be a fantastic basketball game. Um, and how, how do you approach, um, you know, a game like this where? It's the number three team in the country. It's maybe the best team in the country. You're trying to search for those marquee wins, those quad one wins. You know, basketball, there's a lot of opportunities, and you're going to have more after this. You have mm. Tennessee. You're going to have Kentucky. Um, are there must wins? I mean, in, in, in terms of where you're at, I, I, I hate that term, but um, because I think it puts pressure on the kids probably, and it's 
you don't know what the future holds, but how close maybe is this to being, man, we, we got to defend home court. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if it's at the level of a must win, um, you know, but um, you know, that, that's tough because you know, your, your must wins are the, are the ones you can't afford to lose, you know, so you gotta, you gotta win, you know, you gotta beat Missouri, you gotta beat Vanderbilt. You gotta be, you know, those are probably must wins more than anything. Ole Miss. Right. Um, and then the other ones are just great opportunities to try and get quad one wins. So, um, obviously, this being a rivalry game, obviously it, it teeters on the the, the must win line for our fans and, and for us and for our program because you know obviously we, we don't want Alabama coming in here and winning just like they didn't want us coming in there last year and winning. So uh, you know, really important, just a, another great opportunity though for us to you know build the resume, you know, continue to obviously compete at the highest level. Um, but the biggest thing we got to do is you know we don't want to put pressure on our guys. We're just trying to get better every single day, and if we continue to do that, you know it's going to happen. Like we're, we're going to get a big win. It's going to help get us into the tournament. You know, we just got to keep plugging away, keep doing what we're doing. Cause you know, I think we're playing pretty good basketball right now. Yeah. Somebody, I was on a radio show yesterday and, and, and just kind of talking about the team. And, and I think it's kind of interesting where you're at. Cause I mean, it went, and on one hand, you're obviously trying to win the games in front of you. You're trying to win as many in the regular seasons you can good seating in the SEC tournament, but you're also, looking ahead to the NCAA tournament and, and mm-hmm. how do we play good basketball in March? How are we where we need to be in March versus the beginning of February or week into February? Um, how do you kind of balance those two things as a staff in terms of, you know, wanting to be as good as you can be now, but also having the perspective of, but we also want to be at a certain place in, in March so that SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, we're ready to deal with those matchups that come um, cause I do think this Auburn team, it's about matchups. I mean, you get the right matchup. I think this team can compete with anybody. They've shown that. Mm-hmm. So how do you sort of balance the perspective of trying to win now, but also we also trying to be at a certain place three weeks from now? Yeah. I mean, we can't really pick and choose when we're like playing our best basketball, you know, like yeah. our, our formula is going to be the same every single year. You know, we do the same things, you know, that we did in the final four year that we did last year. It's just our guys, you know, we're playing better in January than they were in February um, and than they were in March. You know, the, the, the final four year, we were like, I want to say like 17 and nine or something going into the last four games of the regular season. So like, um, you know, the biggest thing for us is just trying to keep our guys, you know, locked in, keep them fresh. You know, we don't we're not killing them in practice right now because we need our guys to have fresh legs in February and March to be able to play their best, best, best basketball late in the season. And, but like you said, it really is all about matchups like Texas A&M in the first round of the SEC tournament was a bad matchup for us because they had a bunch of really good quick guards that made plays. Miami was a really bad matchup for us because they had some really good quick guards. Like we would have much rather played Florida and much rather played USC in those two games because those were better matchups. So in March, it all comes down to matchups, um, which is obviously really important. But our formula stays the same. You know, we, we're going to do the same thing throughout the year. Um, but, you know, I think our guys are showing some positive signs of playing, you know, of starting to play their best basketball, you know, even, even though we were seven and two, the first nine games, seven and one really going into, I guess, seven and two. Um, I think we're playing, you know, better because we were playing better competition. Like we, we played some decent teams early, but it wasn't the toughest schedule. Uh, so we were able to get away with some, you know, some mistakes and things that we're not getting away with now, but I think we're playing better as a unit right now. So if we continue to do that, I think it'll continue to get better, you know, leading into March. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Um, well, let's, uh, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere Saturday. Let's, let's end on this. Cause I think it's important. Um, and we get, this happens on our, you know, obviously we we're in a message board community, 
um, at Auburn Live. And so it's uh, who knows what kind of opinions and kind of takes that you get. Um, and you mentioned earlier about, hey, this team was, you know, Auburn was 10-0 last year. You're the right, you're, you're still the defending regular season champs until you're not. Like, so just last year you win the regular season, uh, 7-4 this year, a few bumps. Recruiting's going well. I know you can't talk about that, but it is um, anybody specifically in general. What, what's kind of your message to, I guess, um, the the fan base and the Auburn basketball fans that, you know, let's be let's be real. Auburn basketball is still very much new to this type of success. I mean, yeah. you're, you're talking about a six year span. That's not a very long time. So, so, so a lot of these basketball fans that we interact with on our message boards are still new to the success and what it takes to sustain it and what good basketball is. And, hey, basketball is really hard sometimes and winning on the roads hard sometimes. And um, and so I think they're kind of spoiled. You look at by last year or the final four year, like you should just you should just go 14 and two or whatever, 14 and four. Um, what's kind of your message when they're watching these games and you lose a few games or compared to last year and just fans, I think, trying to get a get their head around what it takes to be good every year in basketball and kind of what they're watching this year and trying to put it all into perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good thing because obviously having expectations mean you, it means you've done something right. Right. And obviously the, the previous six years have, have given our fans the expectation that we should be expecting this every single year, which, which is understandable. And, you know, we we're okay with that, but you know, the biggest thing is like, as hard as it is to get there, it's, twice as hard maybe way more than that to stay there you know, look at kentucky right now right over the last four years like john calipari is one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history and he's having a hard time doing it at one of the greatest jobs one of the greatest programs in in all of college basketball so that just shows you it's really difficult especially in a league where you know you look at the coaches that they're that we're bringing in you know you look at rick barnes you look at at, at muscleman you look at calipari you know todd golden out florida you, you know you look at some of these really, really good co- Nate Oates at Alabama, like we're bringing in really high caliber, you know, coaches and we're investing a lot of money into these programs because we want to be the best conference in the country in basketball. And we're, and we're getting in that, that direction. So understand that, you know, it, it's really getting more difficult to do it in our league. So the fact that we've won three SEC championships in the last five years, you know, speaks volumes. Um, but, you know, understand that, you know, we lost, we lost two unicorns last year with Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. You know, Sharif Cooper was probably supposed to be the point guard last year. You know, you lose Isaac and Shuma and, you know, JT. Like, we're bringing in a lot of players and we're having so much success that they're getting to go to the NBA. So we're having to re-recruit guys at all those positions. So it's not going to be seamless every single year. Um, but yet and still, you know, this team's 17-7, and 7-4. Seven, seven and four. You know, we, we've lost some really close games. I think, you know, we look at our, our four – four of our road losses are all by like less than four or five points. So like we're right yeah. there in those games when we've had opportunities to win them. So, um, you know, the loss at Georgia was really disappointing and obviously our guys really took that hard, but you know, understand that it's a process, understand that, you know, every year you're not going to go to the final four, but understand that this coaching staff and this team, that's our goal. And that's our objective is to win championships and to, you know, obviously continue to make history here at Auburn. So, you know, while, while we understand that you're frustrated, understand that we're 10 times more frustrated than you are. Um, and, we, we, you know, we, we hear you guys on with, with the with the DMs you send us on Instagram and the emails you send us and all of your coaching, uh, your coaching suggestions. I would love for you to all come in and watch film with me one day so I can explain to you why we do the things that we do, because I promise you it would make way more sense then. Um, but, you know, 
under understand that like we're not we're not in this position without the fans and we're not in this position without the people on the message boards and everyone that's been to our games like this wasn't this isn't possible without all of them so while we understand your frustration understand that we're working you know day and night you know endless hours to try and continue to obviously put Auburn basketball in position for you to be proud of the product that we have on the floor and proud of the results that we have you know year in and year out yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think you mentioned it four, four quad one losses by a total of 14 points. So um, I think four of the five. So it's uh real, real close losses. I think this team is, is, is on the verge. Saturday could be a Saturday could be a great opportunity for this team to get over the hump um, and, and land a, uh, a massive, massive, uh, massive win. Um, I think everybody will be there. We'll all be watching game day. Can't get a bigger scene than Auburn, Alabama on Saturday, one o'clock, I think on ESPN uh, game day at 10, I believe. So students will be there and uh, they can't leave. So when, when those teams are rolling in there, first time walking, walking in, there's going to be a full student section 90 minutes beforehand. So it'll be a, it'll be a really, really cool day. I think for, for Auburn basketball, man, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you, uh, you giving us the time and, and uh, getting everybody ready for, for the big game on Saturday. Of course, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Stephen Pearl, appreciate him joining us. AuburnLive.com. Make sure you go subscribe. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. The Auburn Live Basketball Show will be back. Make sure you're uh, in Neville Arena or in Auburn around that arena on Saturday. It's going to be great. Until then, we'll see you next time.